Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, my name is Kevin Crawford. Welcome to the Victory Point Podcast. It is Thursday, May 5th, and I am the guest of the revered pastor here yeah. at Victory Point. Rev Kev, and what, what could I be? Uh, what, what rhymes with Matt? Anything? Uh, majesty Matt? No, Jesus is the majesty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have to come Magnificent with Matt? Yeah, Magnificent Matt magnificent and Rev Matt. Kev. Yeah, okay, we we'll go with that. Yeah. That seems like of God right there. <laughs> Um, hey, Kevin, Thursdays, kind of our, our happy tradition on Thursdays is we ask our guests to just share something that they're grateful for, um, just to practice gratitude. We think that's a really simple but powerful biblical um, practice um, to practice gratitude. So uh, as you think back over your life, just in the last week, um, what, what's something that you just want to give God thanks for? Yeah, actually, right before we were starting to record this, just talking about my family, you know, we've gone through a lot of transitions moving here and what teenage boys really want to move. You that's know? true. That, so, you know, we've moved uh, when my boys are in high school and that's difficult. And a big praise is Micah, our junior, made the varsity baseball team at West Ottawa. Way to go, Micah. You know, he's a pitcher. And so he got to go on spring break with the team, which is just a great time to immerse in friendship. Uh, he's been playing well, coming in as a reliever. So that's just a, you know, uh, it might seem simple to maybe some of you guys listening, but if you haven't moved a family and seen your teenage kids transition, get on sports teams at a big mm -hmm. high school, mm -hmm. that's just a big thankful. You know, even yesterday after practice, one of his fellow teammates, they, they all went out to dinner together and then went back and watched the lacrosse game. So just getting connected and friendships is just a huge thankfulness because that's been a big prayer for us as a family. Amen. Thank you, so. Jesus. In, in your youngest, Jacob, Jacob yeah. sixth grade, right? Like yeah. uh, I, I know that he has um, kind of discovered and plugged in a little bit at the Belay yeah. Youth Ministry after school on Tuesdays yes. uh, that Tara Follett, mm -hmm. our Victory Pointer, uh, and her team uh, make happen. And that's been a, a source of connections and yeah. friendships for him. So there's here's a plug for uh, Belay Youth Ministry. Uh, anyone listening, if you have middle school kids at West Ottawa, uh, and they're looking for community and connection, um, talk to Tara Follett or check out Belay Youth Ministry Tuesdays after school. They offer a variety of, of options and events, um, just loving on kids and uh, yeah. sharing Jesus with kids. Yeah, That's awesome. Very good. Well, you've talked a little bit. Your heart has come through um, already this week um, for Jesus in his church and making disciples. Um, but as you, as you kind of anticipate, you know, um, next week, you know, after these air, uh, you're going to become uh, part of our team and, and, and uh, kind of help us continue this journey of missional discipleship, um, bringing your gifts and passions uh, to the table. Um, like what, what are you excited about? What, what, what's your hope, your vision uh, for, for what we continue to, to become, you know, as a people and as a church? Yeah, one, I just want to encourage you as Victory Point family, God is already at work in your lives, both individually and corporately, you know, um, and God's just bringing me in this season to say, you know, help 
point us in the direction of mission and to speak back into the church of what that mission looks like in the everyday stuff of life. So I'm just excited to see what God's doing in your lives individually and to see what God's doing at Victory Point and the movement for Western Michigan, you mm-hmm. know, because it's not about just Zealand. It's not about just Holland, um, mm-hmm. but it's about sending and equipping people all over the world potentially. So just would love to say, okay, how do we see all of us be a disciple that can make disciples? Um, because I think there's just a big lie. The evil one has got a foothold mm. in the evangelical church in the Western world to say, you know what? It's up to the professionals, you know, uh, just invite people to church and the people, the professionals will do the work, which we should always invite people to the Sunday gathering, Yeah, you know, yeah. but there is God turned the world upside down by using ordinary men and women that had been with him, mm-hmm. ordinary fishermen, and he transformed the world. It went into a movement. Mm-hmm. So I hope to be a, to play a part in catalyzing a movement of disciple making disciples here at Victory Point and beyond. And it's not mm-hmm. about Victory Point. It's about mm-hmm. the kingdom. You know, one of the phrases I love is, is it's more about the bride than the brand. Okay. It's not yes. about the brand of Victory yes. Point. It's about the bride of Christ making an impact um, both in Western Michigan and beyond. So, I love it. Man, I just get geeked listening to you. Like my, my heart's leaping right now um, because the, the DNA is is so um, in unity. I, I think like your heart and experience in, in what you want to be about and um, what we want to be about and who we're trying to be. I mean, we, we always got a lot of work to do, but yeah. um, it's it's so compatible and it resonates. You know, um, I just, I can't wait for May 9 to get here and to, and to begin more officially. I know like Kevin's going to be going to Ecuador uh, next week on a, on a mission trip with pastors and he's got some other engagements going on over the next two weeks, but uh, I am really looking forward to May and um, for, for this new season, yeah. and this new wave that we're going to ride together. Um, and just grateful to have you on the team, Kevin. Yeah, and can't thanks, wait to meet you guys. Thanks for being a part of our podcast this week. Have you ever been on a podcast before? A few times, yeah. Okay, so you're a veteran. You're, yeah, I'm you're not a veteran, but you know. We're a very professional crew here <laughs> on our podcast. So today we are turning our attention to the Gospel of John. So the same John who uh, recorded uh, all the Revelation, you know, in the book of Revelation, uh, prior to that, uh, wrote a Gospel. And uh, we're in John 10, verses 22 through 30. And I'll read those today. It says, Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were gathered around him were saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Wow. Wow. There's a lot there. Yeah. What's what's one thing that kind of just either causes you to question or just kind of resonates or kind of gets your attention. Yeah. I think thinking back yesterday, you know, it talked about the shepherd mm-hmm. and then Psalm the, uh, on Tuesday, we talked about, you know, the shepherd in Psalm 23 and here 
Jesus is talking about his sheep, which alludes to him being our shepherd again. So there's a thread and a theme being woven through all these passages. And so um, I think it's, you know, when it says my sheep, listen to my voice, I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Mm. Um, Just this, uh, I know them uh, because I've never been a shepherd Mm -hmm. um, and I've never been a cowboy. But as I watch those shows or I, not shows about, I don't know if there's a show about shepherds, but just, yeah. you know, just this idea of like, I think of like all these sheep in a field, uh-huh. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, and I think about like all these cattle in the field, you know, and they're just like, you know, the shepherd, when I, in my mind is like, well, they're there just to make wool. They're just there to make beef or milk mm-hmm. if they're cattle. And there's not a personal aspect, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're a shepherd or a cowboy, you don't want to name them because they're going to be maybe slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this idea that he's our shepherd, he knows us in the midst of yeah. all the different people of the world. He knows them um, and, and we follow him. I yes. give them eternal life. So it's just this uh, this personal aspect of a shepherd that we're not just amongst the masses, mm-hmm. but we're known by name. Mm-hmm. So, which, which I think like, you know, we only read a portion of John 10. But if you're familiar with John 10, I know you are. Like Mm -hmm. if you were to read previous to this in John 10, he even uses that direct language, right? Like I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. You know, they they listen to his voice. They know his voice. And now I'm recalling like when when I was in Israel with Ray Vanderlaan in 2018 and we were out in these what I thought were going to be lush green pastures, but were rocky things with little tufts of green every now and then. But he, he would talk about how different shepherds and different flocks would all converge but then when it was time to go or go to the watering hole or whatever like you know the, the shepherd would sing or or say certain things like the sheep could tune in to their specific shepherd's voice and right. so like they would all kind of come out of the herd and or the flock and follow their shepherd like the, the, it's imagery that the people listening in jesus's day would have immediately understood you know, because he's using everyday application, right. you know, to describe a, a bigger reality. Yeah. And that listening would direct the sheep. Yeah. So even if we if we step back and, you know, pull the telescope back and say, what is the idea of listening throughout the Bible mm-hmm. and our relationship with God? I think, you know, so many times we're we are consuming information by listening and we just listen to be informed. Mm hmm. But to listen to his voice with Jesus is not to be informed, but be transformed. Yeah. You know, because all through Jesus says, well, if you listen, you will obey. Yes. You know, if you, uh, if you hear, you'll do, Mm -hmm. you know, and James, you know, we're just not listeners, but we're doers of the word. Yeah. So I think that's part of being a disciple, being a a sheep with a shepherd is we just don't listen to be informed. Like, you know, like if I had to be like, bah, I'm a sheep, like, Uh thanks for talking, but I'm going to do my own thing. Right. I hear you as I stay over here and and do my own thing. Yeah. you know, the difference between hearing and listening, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, kind of like, you know, if I'm watching a sporting event and Dulcie asked me to do something, I might go, uh-huh, you know, mm-hmm. I hear her, mm-hmm. but I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as disciples, that's a key aspect of that we're listening to obey. Yeah. So fundamental. Um, yeah. Like it, it, you can't, if you're truly a disciple, they both need to be part of your lifestyle. Yeah. Listening and obeying daily. Like what, I mean, those are the two fundamental questions we, we um, point to a lot, you know, in our discipleship culture at Victory Point is what's God saying? 
What are you doing in response? What's God saying? What are you going to do about it? You know, listen and obey. It's like at the end of the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says, okay, all these things I just said, there's a, there's a wise response and a foolish response. You know, the, the, the wise person hears my words and puts it's them into the practice. They're like the person who builds their house on the rock. You know, the foolish person hears my words, so they both hear. They both hear the shepherd's voice, um, but the foolish person doesn't put them into practice, um, and uh, life gets destroyed, gets washed away. When the yeah. storms come, you, you can't sustain and, and stand, you know, in those valleys and so forth. Um, like obedience is essential. Like um, that's all over the scriptures. When you start to look with that lens, yeah. it's everywhere. Old Testament, New Testament, you know, one who meditates on my laws and, and obeys but, my commands, yeah. you know, um, obedience is a big deal. And I think that's kind of the, it's an awesome passage, but there's, to me, there's some weight in John 10 because he's, it almost is implying um, there, there's, there's two types of people. Yeah. There's there's two types of sheep, the ones who are in and the ones who are out. Yeah. And we don't like to think like that or mm-hmm. to talk like that, but um, you can't deny it. Jesus is very clear. You know, there's like when he's talking to these people in the temple courts at the beginning, you know, um, I did tell you, you didn't believe um, because you do not believe because you're not my sheep. You know, like I, I think, um, you know, there, there's two groups of people in the world you know, the, the sheep who obey and, and the sheep who don't. And, and Jesus is the, you know, and it all comes down to our response. Right. You know, it all comes down to um, how do we respond to Jesus? How do we react and respond to Jesus indicates, you know, whether we're his sheep or not. Right. You know, his sheep follow him. His sheep know his voice. His sheep obey. Yeah, it reminds me of what Paul talks in Corinthians, that the cross is foolishness to those who mm. don't believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think we need to make it plain in our just world that there's those who are not, you know, who have not put their trust in Jesus. Yep. And those who have put their trust in Jesus. Yeah. You know, and that if we put it in, we put ourselves under him. And, and if we put our trust in Jesus, if we respond to his voice and seek to live a life of, of obedience, um, there's security in that. You know, yeah, I yeah. give them eternal life. They shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. No matter what you go through, no matter what valley or wilderness or persecution or tribulation you experience, um, you can rest assured that that God's got you. You know, like right. there's this imagery, right? Like like Christ is in us, but we're in Christ, but Christ is in the Father. Like you start to put all those layers on top of each other. Yeah. Um, that's a very secure place to be, yes. you know, um, apart from that is a very scary place to be. Yeah. And, uh, boy, th- th- so that's where I, that's what I mean by like, there, there's some great hope and invitation in this, but there's also some great challenge and weight, you yeah. know, in, in this passage to me today. Yeah. And if we could live out of that identity that mm-hmm. we won't perish, we won't be snatched out of his hands. Like there, nothing can separate us, you know, yeah. height or depth or angels or demons or yep. anything in all creation can separate us from his love. Yep. Like we're secure. Yeah. Because he's the one who did it. We didn't do anything. It's yeah. everything he did to make us his sheep through the cross and the resurrection. Right on. Reminds so, me then of Psalm 23, like, even though, even though I walk through this dark valley, I will fear no evil. Like yeah. we can, we, we can live freely in lightly, even in the midst of, of hardship and persecution and, in challenge, um, in, because we're secure, 
you know, nothing can snatch us out of his hand. So I, I think an application today, um, as, as we get to our time, is uh, have you, are you responding to, are you hearing and responding to the voice of God mm-hmm. uh, in your life? When the shepherd speaks, don't just hear, obey, because right. he's a good shepherd, because he's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a little prompting or a big ask, um, it, it's it's all good. Yeah. Like you, you can you can bank on it. You, it it's you, the wisdom is to obey. Foolishness is to ignore. Right. And it's a battle to listen. Yes. So let's not just say, oh, it, it's a battle for all of us to listen to the mm-hmm. Lord. Like mm-hmm. it's a spiritual battle. You know, yeah. like I said, I've been married for 25 years. It's a battle to listen. Yeah. To, to give my wife her the attention she needs to focus and listen mm-hmm. well to her heart, mind and soul. And the same is true with our relation with God. Like we it's a battle to listen to the Lord and to walk in obedience. So let's fight the good fight, um, but also live in the security of our identity Mm -hmm. of his sons and daughters Mm -hmm. too. I'll just read verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Uh, Let's be good followers today, listeners. Uh, May it be so. See you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.